Yes. And then you find your guys in three-piece suits wearing yeah. dreads. You yeah, know, exactly. it's, yeah. uh, it is a really, cool, that's a, okay. the coolest thing about the cannabis industry and all the events is you see all these people from <laughs> crazy walks of life talking, you know, like they're just, they're friends, you yeah. know, and um, it's just cool how like even what with what we're doing with the Veterans Alliance, cannabis just opens the door for communication. And regardless if it's, uh, you know, just for fun or recreation or if it's for business, you can generally talk with someone and have a good conversation. Put your grinder down and turn your radio up. This is the Vermont to Wanna Podcast. Lighting up the airwaves. And now, here's your host, rolling it up nice and tight, Yvonne Herring. All right, Vermont Awana podcast, Elevate the State. We've got a special episode today. We are recording this on Sunday, April 23rd uh, from Massachusetts, a state which has voted via referendum to tax and regulate marijuana, um, and which is right now legal. So I'm actually looking at legal marijuana as I record this. This is a first for me here. Uh, but we are here on the road in Massachusetts because we went yesterday to the New England Cannabis Convention, NECAN, N-E-C-A-N-N, 2017. They go into these for a couple of years and very happy to report every year that they are growing exponentially. They keep getting better and better. Huge shout out to Mark Shepard and all of his volunteers, his sponsors, his co-organizers, his co-founder. Uh, these guys are absolutely killing it. So it's really great to see this take the next step forward. If you did not read the preview on Hedy Vermont, shame on you. Check out HeddyVermont.com. Make sure you follow us on Facebook and Instagram. But we did an interview with Mark and we posted some of that up before the convention and he had some really cool insights. So to kind of set the scene, I want to play some of that audio so that you guys can hear Mark's lovely voice in person. He really is from Massachusetts, as you'll be able to tell. And also kind of set the scene for what NECAN is and then we'll kind of get into one of my favorite aspects of it. But here's Mark Shepard, one of the founders of NECAN and president, uh, talking a little bit about his show a few days ago. This episode of the Vermont Tawana podcast is sponsored by Hedy Vermont and the Vermont Cannabis Week. Guys, we have had a great few days of activities and events already. We have got more on the way in the 24th, 25th, and 26th. Everything from how to make tinctures and herbal salves, cannabis in the kingdom, and cannabis entrepreneurship, tips from the pros, Still a ton going on, so check out Vermont Cannabis Week. We are going to continue to build on this, bring it builder, bigger and better than ever, try to get up to AnyCan status. So in the meantime, let's listen to Mark Shepard from AnyCan give us a little recap and intro. It's our third annual Boston show. It's April 22nd and 23rd, Saturday and Sunday, from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. at the Heinz Convention Center in Boston. Um, we've expanded into a second hall this year. About 175 vendors. We have four four um, programming tracks, and we're expecting about 6,000 people. Holy cow! So, Mark, you said 175 vendors last year. I remember. I think we had at least over 100. So, you guys are pretty much doubling every year. 
with the size of this thing. And I know Heinz was packed last year. Sounds like you're adding another, basically another 50% onto last year's total as well. So is that kind of the projection with this thing? It's getting huge. You know, it's, it's funny because you just kind of look at the other conventions that maybe got a year or two or three years head started up in, you know, in areas like, you know, the Colorado's and Washington where the industry started. And really, you know, if the, if, Legalization of the medical programs are healthy, and then legalization happens. That's just sort of the model because there's that much opportunity for new business, new careers, new entrepreneurs. Natural that you know a trade show centering around um, is going to just grow um, exponentially year after year. Well, and I think that's that's one of the cool things that I've been able to witness personally is sort of the evolution of this. Um, and I know you mentioned you have even four different speaker tracks, and so can you kind of give us an idea of the the sort of scope and the and the breadth of the topics that are going to be covered, the sponsors that are going to be there, the workshops that are going to be sure. presented? Sure. Um, you know, we have a general admission ticket for people um, who are mostly interested in um, information on medical marijuana, and so. If you buy a general admission ticket, you can walk the exhibit floor, and then the first programming track focuses primarily, almost exclusively, on medical marijuana, you know, advocacy, education, introduction to the programs, how to navigate the system, pretty much anything you'd want to know about, you know, medical marijuana in New England. Then if you buy um, what we call the business um, investment and career track ticket, that opens up three more tracks of programming, one of them being business investment and career. So you're going to listen to people across, you know, every aspect of the industry talking about what opportunities are, are best, how to get in, how to prepare yourself, um, you know, lessons learned, best practices um, about every single aspect of the industry and how people can, you know, become involved in it. Then we have what we call, I guess we're calling, we called it live demos last year. I guess this year we're calling it growing in demos. The biggest change we've seen since last year in Maine and Massachusetts with the passage of REC right now, the only real thing people can do, I shouldn't say only, but the thing people can do is grow at home and possess. So there's just been an amazing burst in interest. And, oh, geez, how, how do I grow it myself? And once I grow it, how do I cure it? How do I store it? How do I extract it? How do I make tinctures? How do I make edibles? So that live demo and growing track will focus 50% on, you know, how to grow and how to get yourself into that end and then what to do with your product after you've, after you've grown it. And then um, the final track, we, we've got something we call, that's called the Education Village. It's going to be manned by people from MassCan Normal. And they're going to have um, roundtable discussions all day on all different aspects about the, the industry, legality, recreational versus medical, all kinds of all kinds of just important discussions. And then also part of that village will just be sort of a quiet setting where people can come and ask questions in a one-on-one setting with with um, members of MassCan Normal, whether it's for growing, whether it's legal advice, whether it's medical advice. Just those sort of rather than sitting in a, in a session and hoping you get a, to ask a question at the end, the education villages where people can go and, and, and hopefully get any question answered one-on-one. 
So I want to share some some feedback from actually going to this thing. Um, Mark was right. I, we'll see what the final numbers look like, but I'm sure that it's even bigger than what he said projection-wise for people coming through. You know, it was huge last year, and this year it's doubled. And I think one thing that's really notable that he says is that that's kind of how the pace works. When the regulatory framework catches up with the interest and the demand, and you have entrepreneurs who are leading on the sort of cutting edge and on the curve of things, kind of pushing the envelope even in some places. And Massachusetts, definitely one of those places where entrepreneurs have helped push the envelope um, along with some really good advocacy. We'll talk about some of that with an award-winning medical advocate from Massachusetts, Nicole Snow, in a little bit here. But I want to talk about AnyCan a little bit more because it's it's very, very cool. You know, it's hard to sort of describe, and we, we have taken some pictures and put some up. If you followed us on Instagram on Hetty Vermont, you saw some yesterday. But this massive convention hall, it's a really cool mix of people, very diverse. You have people who are clearly, you know, old hippies, have been growing for years out in the woods, salt of the earth kind of people. Um, you have people in loafers and suit jackets who are management professionals who are already in the cannabis industry. You know, you have people who are investor types who are out there pitching products, who are looking to partner up with businesses getting in. It's a really big mixture, but the diversity, I know coming from Vermont, you know, anytime you're back in a, in a real city, um, and Boston is a very diverse city, despite what people think about it, sort of being, having sort of a racist heritage and rightly so. Um, you know, it's in cannabis, it's even more diverse. You know, the number of women who are in leadership positions and who are leading on cannabis. I went to an excellent workshop at, at AnyCan and listened to some presentations about women and minorities in cannabis. Um, shout out to those guys, the Cannabis Cultural Association, Women Grow, uh, and AnyCan for having that session. But very diverse as far as people's age ranges, their ethnic backgrounds, um, you know, their socioeconomic backgrounds. It's just very cool that cannabis brings all these people together. And one thing about any can is that you really do get a sense of here's what the tangible cannabis world is. You know, here are all the people who are kind of in this ecosystem and in this solar system. <laughs> Sometimes that's more accurate than ecosystem, but um, <clears throat> all kind of together. And really to Mark's credit, they've been at this for a long time and building these grassroots connections, getting relationships with vendors, with venues. Um, you know, we're doing this on Boylston Street in Boston at the Heinz Convention Center. This is a mile away from the Marathon finish line, you know, in the Boston Public Library. So really in the heart of the city. Which brings me to my next point about AnyCan. One thing that you will not find there is herb. You know, there's no, there's no, even though it is legal, you are not going to see demos there. Um, initially they had you know, there's no vaping, there's no smoking, in part because it's inside, obviously, right? But they're not able to do competition-style events. Uh, that's a decision that they've kind of made as any can, that they don't necessarily want to get into that. There's all the liability involved and yada, yada, yada. But, you know, it's also a question of the venues and the insurance for these big shows. So you're at a place where, you know, it's an interesting transition period. You have everything but the herb itself, right, at the show. So you don't have people, you know, there's no growers competition, at least as part of any can, right? There's plenty of that happening in New England and a lot of really cool events out in the hills and stuff. Um, but you don't have that, you don't have that element, which I think is something that's really interesting 
um, and will evolve. But, you know, that's kind of, I think, a New England thing. That even though that law has changed, the sort of social acceptability has not yet changed, um, at least in the eyes of the people who control kind of the venues and the insurance and the powers that be and people who sign the permits, that even though it's legal, you know, we can't be having having Bud inside this convention center. So, you know, that's something to look forward to in the future as things do evolve. And I think it's going to be really, really interesting and blow people's minds. And once that gets in the mix directly, I mean, things are going to get really, really next level. So it's cool watching any can take the next level, going to this and seeing people who are now friends that I've made at these conventions and familiar faces, people who I've now seen in Portland for the last two years and in Boston for the last two years, who we'll see in Providence and who we'll see up in Burlington, Vermont. There's some exclusive news for you on the podcast. Uh, it is AnyCan is going to come to Vermont. We are definitely going to be pumped to be involved in helping set that up. Uh, and again, shout out to Mark. You know, it's it's something that he's had a vision. These guys have done it the right way, built it from the ground up, uh, played by the rules, but still giving people you know, enough good instruction and enough tools and benefit to be able to come in. So, you know, you have almost 200 vendors in there with booths, with amazing setups, doing a whole variety of things. Uh, All of this without over-the-counter sales, right? In mass, the medical program is still catching up to what it should be as far as the number of dispensaries that are open. So there are a lot of patients, but not a lot of dispensaries. Uh, there's legalization in home grow, but there's no regulated over-the-counter sales yet in Massachusetts. So even now, with just legalization changing, you heard Mark mention it directly. Home grow, you know, people want to people want to get into this. Uh, people are looking at all the equipment, all the nutrients, all the education that it takes to actually get into this. You know, it's cool to think of people who are OG growers being able to get paid to teach, you know, younger folks. Um, how to actually grow indoors using this new technology um, and using tried and true traditions and tactics. So you heard Mark say that. I think it was definitely an influence. You know, it's always the growing components are always a big part of these conferences, um, but it was certainly bigger this year. And as he said, in the programming track itself, the fact they were able to incorporate that, I think was really, really, really neat. So, um, I want to give Mark one more quote. I think this was the best one from the interview. You know, he talks sort of about different cannabis conventions. I've been to a few myself with some of the big boys, um, some of the big national players. And, you know, it's, um, it's clear that they've been doing it for a long time and have it dialed in. And, you know, the, the whole idea of national cannabis companies um, is an interesting one. And as he says, you know, they invite national people to, to come and participate, right? I mean, Leafly is a sponsor of, of this event and uh, does a great job. Everybody's got these cool Leafly lanyards that they walk around with at the event. So national players and national people are involved, you know, and they come in and they share expertise. But but one of the coolest parts about AnyCan is that it is a regional show and that really built into the fabric through Mark's personality and I think his work and his time in the region you know, is really about connecting people with each other, you know, showing people from Maine what's happening in Massachusetts and vice versa, having people from Vermont and Rhode Island and New Hampshire, you know, seeing what these people who are a year or two ahead as far as their legal status are able to do business-wise, making these connections. And so I thought he had a really poignant quote about sort of what the attitude of any can is for, 
you know, inviting being inclusive of everybody and the national players and all that, but really also being New England focused and giving people a place to come together and do their thing um, and let the network happen organically. So without further ado, let me give you a few more minutes of Mark wrapping it up with one of his best quotes about any can, Mark Shepard. That's what the beauty of this conference is and what it has been is that you're really able to get all of those resources in New England. And I don't know if this is a New England thing because we're all so close together, you know, when people talk together and work together or, you know, have to endure shitty weather together, right? Um, and, and, and crazy legal situations. But one thing I love about AnyCan is that it's really the regional show and it feels like a small community, you know, but it's the biggest game in the region and you're able to get everybody in the mix together. No, absolutely, and that's what's awesome about it. And I've been to a lot of conventions around the country. Most of them are nationally focused in that they're just looking to become another stop, you know, stop on the train. It doesn't really matter where the show is. And I don't say that to disparage other shows. I've, I've been to some amazingly effective and great shows, but it doesn't really matter where they are. It's just, hey, we're, we're doing it in Florida this year. We're doing it in Chicago this year. And everybody from around the country comes and goes to that show Whereas what we're trying to do is gear up and get the New England community ready to, to capitalize on this market. So, so obviously we're not, we're not trying to keep outside people out, but we do want to bring people from all six states. We want people to come in, to learn and get ready and say, hey, here's the opportunities. Here are the businesses that, you know, here's the business models that were successful in, in Colorado and Oregon, now in California. This is the opportunity for you to, to meet, network with all the players here, and let's all start these businesses here. And, you know, my, my sort of catchphrase has become, it's, you know, they say Massachusetts will become a $2 billion industry by 2020. But I, the question is, who's $2 billion is that going to be? <laughs> is it going to be, you know, established businesses from out west that are just going to plant franchises here? Or are we going to get together, work together as a community and a group, and, you know, keep the majority of that money here for us and, you know, hire each other, work with each other um, and, and make it a $2 billion industry for New England. Whose $2 billion is it going to be? That's the question from Mark Shepard. So what we did is we went out on the convention floor and actually talked to some people. I have three short interviews that I'm going to play from three different people. Had a ton of good conversations Talk to a lot of folks from Vermont. Um, Want to shout out again the organizers and some of our Massachusetts friends from Canacorp, from Ardent Cannabis. Uh, these are guys we've been talking with, seeing at events for a while now. So, you know, had a ton of good conversations. Found some even Vermont companies who are down there doing some things and some companies which are in Vermont um, on the cannabis side of what they, they were just, it was a really interesting mix. Um, and we talked to a lot of people with Vermont connections. So I have three interviews for you. The first one is with a gentleman who is dressed very sharply. And as you'll hear, he is someone with a chemistry background and also a management background. So, you know, very clean cut guy. Um, he was talking about how great it'd be to retire to Vermont, something a lot of people do, but he's in the cannabis industry, so he's not gonna do that anytime soon. Uh, he's going to continue to work in Massachusetts and talks a little bit about brain drain and the real effect of that and what that looks like in the sciences. Also brings up and gives some props to UVM where he has done some lecturing and who he really gives credit to sort of planting the seeds, ha 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 ha, um, for future jobs, serious jobs in science 
involving cannabis with what they're doing. So without further ado, our first interview, the gentleman who preferred to not share his full name, uh, but we really appreciate him sharing his time. Sure, we'll see him again soon. Enjoy. This one's from the floor, so you will hear some background noise, but it's part of the vibe, part of the energy of being there at any can. Here we go. So one thing I'm doing is just grabbing people with Vermont connections and attracting people with Vermont connections, probably. Um, but you said if things change, you would move back. What do you do now in the cannabis industry? And you're here in Massachusetts, correct? Correct. Okay. So on my side, it's more of consulting and helping companies move through the process on the medical marijuana from the plant all the way to their final formulated product that goes on a shelf and goes to a patient as well as shelf life. So on my consulting, it's more working with what is known in the business acumen as Six Sigma to make sure that everything, the value-added steps are in place, the non-value-added steps are minimized for people to make the best product possible at a price point that allows them to stay in business. And what is one of the many interesting things, kind of a theme of this convention, there's no over-the-counter sales of marijuana in Massachusetts. You know, that's very minimal at the dispensaries. And yet we have all of this activity. You're someone who I assume your professional background is not initially in cannabis. And you're now applying this, sounds like, organizational development, business management to this industry. Is that accurate, pretty much? Yes. So on my side, I have a... Uh a graduate degree in chemistry, which allows me to understand more on the synthesis side as well as spending the last 35 years um, with a company that deals with uh, separating a mixture into its individual components, not only on the qualitative side of what is it, but on the quantitative side of how much is it in that product. And so to be able to do a management side where you're merging the synergy of science and new science tools with business principles means that you have to be able to manage. And you can't manage what you won't or can't measure. Right. So you are in a position where you've actually done the science behind it and are now also in the management side. Um, and I'm interested, what's your impression been so far of kind of the, the cannabis world as you've encountered it in this way and sort of here at any can you've got a little bit of everything there's some reggae music and you know tie-dye but there's also some lab equipment that we're seeing over here um, you know we could I could have encountered you anywhere any kind of conference here in Boston not necessarily this one so what's kind of your general 10,000 foot and then maybe you know sort of more local perspective it's been on, on this one as well as um, other ones that are in the United States and in Canada, so I've dealt with the entire United States and in Canada itself, and that is you're seeing more and more of the technology moving forward to be able to make better products, more pure products. You're moving from people that had good um, skills as far as what I would call almost Thomas Edison or being able to make quality products but not being in the outside world and now you're moving towards taking those principles and making them um, better for reproducible manufacturing, quality by design, design of experiment, QC, QA, all those different things that will benefit this industry as much as it's benefited all of the uh, botanical 
nutritional right. dietary supplements, which is under the same pressure, just right. not the same media focus. Right. Well, and you know, like you said, kind of these people who are a lot of them. I meet a lot of savants. You know, it seems like in the in the cannabis world, and just people who have this brilliance and this passion, but. Like you said, it's kind of where everything is at in the bigger picture. Bringing it all out into daylight, getting it, you know, regulated, legal, and then actually getting the quality up to that higher conventional standard with something like a nutraceutical industry or, you know, a controlled substance. Yes, in fact, in the uh, the U.S. government's had a new uh, legislation that's been uh, now working through their, their world, and that is to bring more of the federal funding towards the natural products, alternative medicine, and bringing back something called pharmacognosy. Pharmacognosy and ethnopharmacy were terms that were used all the way through our centuries, where we took plants, whether it was used through, uh, um, through animals to watch what they're eating, or watching through different tribes, or different uh, um, people to see where they had um, less heart attacks or less cancer free and then following their dietary and then moving from there to see if there's something that was active in those. When you move towards, um, for example, Vermont. So the University of Vermont actually has one of the first um, graduate school courses, a three credit course in the School of Pharmacology, really looking at the entire process on the cannabinoids from the endocannabinoids which our body makes and then also looking at the phytocannabinoids which the cannabis plant makes as well as some other plants make the uh, cannabinoids and then working through that entire process so they're the first university that's had that full graduate school credit and it's a tough course which is i know well and it's 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 really wild to see because we sort of started off framing this with a vermont connection that's something that Vermont's doing, which is really innovative, but then these people are not going to stick around in Vermont. They're going to come down here to Massachusetts and work for one of these places on 128, you know, with someone like you, you know, who's actually here doing this. Um, you know, so it's always for me a bittersweet coming down here as a Vermonter and seeing I see all this happening. You know, nobody in here is smoking weed or selling weed, you know, at least not inside the convention room, you know. Who knows what happens out on Boylston Street, but... Um, generally, you know, if Vermont had a different environment, would you, as someone with multiple degrees, you know, and a family, you know, who's got disposable income and a great job and, you know, connected to all these great companies, um, what would your vision for Vermont be? And do you think that we would have a natural advantage in, in this and catching up with people if we had the legislation that would allow us to leverage our Vermontiness and our brand and our talent? I think... Um I'd, I'd done a um, seminar up at the uh, College of uh, Pharmacology, School of Pharmacology, last February, and the one thing I had said that there is a matriculation rate in Vermont, and the matriculation rate happens to be that the older Vermonters are dying, and the younger Vermonters aren't coming in, and we're losing some. Uh, Vermont is losing some of its great, you know, scientists, um, botanists social economists and doctors to be able to move outside. So to bring that openness, to be able to look at the studies, to bring the real boundaries around this industry. There are boundaries. There's a lot of um, anecdotal or uh, what I would call anec 
anecdotal <laughs> information yes. that says it works with this or works with that. Um, and yet, none of that work has been done in a real classified, double-blind uh, study. And if you look at the state of, you know, country of Israel, they're able to make a lot of studies. They're able to go to the U.S. to go to the U.S. to go to the Israeli government, the health portion of the Israeli government, and tell them they want to do a study. And the next day, they are either granted or not granted that capability of looking at patients with a certain amount of epilepsy or a certain type of Parkinson's mm -hmm. with a certain variety of a different cannabis or a different, you know, real study that they're able to to make a difference, and that's the part that I know can't happen really quickly. The FDA has to protect us against, you know, charlatans and such, but right. if you're still able to do some of those boundary testing, and far be it from me to make Vermont the epicenter, then you would bring some of your best chemists and brightest minds away from MIT, away from Berkeley, away from UC Davis, away from some of the other places, uh, University of Mississippi, for example, then you would, you would grow an entire network of people doing good science and it seems like we're planting the seed i mean it's great so to, to hear speak. you know you've got that yeah exactly right i know it's too it's too easy in this you can't do you can't do it it's like having a swear jar you know like every time you do it so yeah uh well thank you very much for, for all right very interesting discussion like i said it's pretty much talking all day long and um, wish I could be there today, Sunday, when I'm recording this, to have another full day because it really is awesome. There's so much that you can take in, um, and it's really amazing. There's a reason why this is growing so much. So uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the businesses that I saw out there. Um, I think that, to Mark's point, more home growing, uh, I think, has definitely had an impact. Uh, I also see a lot of expansion with uh, companies that are doing caregiving and companies that are actually doing uh, making products. So one company that I got a chance to talk to is, uh, is called Tricam, a natural alternative. They're up in Maine. And one thing I thought that was really interesting is that they're making balms, tinctures, and capsules, right, that have both THC and CBD. So they didn't have all this stuff there in person because they were kind of limited. But uh, they serve medical patients and they also have CBD-only products. One thing they've done is actually label some of their products by conditions that are treated. So for instance, if you looked at a, you know, you looked at a bottle of their capsules, it looks like a bottle of aspirin and it says pain or extra strength pain. Uh, they have one that says vision or memory, uh, PM for nighttime, anti-inflammatory, relaxation. I thought that was a really interesting example of what kind of the next step is where People are really starting to do custom blending, and I think we're getting farther away from strains and more towards, I think with more regulation and testing and experimentation, more of this kind of blending. So it's interesting on the plant side itself with products that are both therapeutic um, and also for medical, that this company, this company had that um, and had it out there. It was the first time I had seen that example in New England. So um, shout out to those guys, Tricant. T-R-I-C-A-N-N. They, uh, they also do flowers. I'm just looking at their brochure, one of the many that I got yesterday. 180 bucks for one ounce of pickup or $200 for drop-off. And you can check out their website for strains. It's really hard to believe from a Vermont perspective when we're talking about being able to advertise things and not advertise. Um, and you see what happens in other states where 
businesses are free to be businesses and they're able to attract people. They're able to build up these networks, you know, and actually have testimonials that back this stuff up. So, uh, again, I thought that was one of the interesting conversations. I didn't get a recording with them, but I did spend a good amount of time talking to them. And it was a connection that came through a Vermont guy, a young guy that I know who I've become friends with. He's a patient. Um, he's somebody who's been doing some work in this space and trying to really connect with other patients and trying to make it happen in Vermont as a consultant, but is moving away to another state and that state is Maine. And right now, one thing that's very apparent at the convention, Maine is where everything is popping off. That is what's happening in New England. Businesses opening up there, cultivation facilities, caregivers, Maine is just, there's a ton going on. So I know some OG growers who have moved to Maine already and some who are considering it, but this is on the other end of the spectrum, a young guy who's in his 20s who would rather stay in Vermont but can't because the opportunities are not there and is instead moving to Maine um, to work with one of the companies that I talked to. So, you know, again, shout out to, uh, shout out to Tricam for talking to me um, and everybody else who's out there who I talked to. Lauren from the Young Jerks did not get a chance to collaborate with them directly, um, but definitely want to talk to them. They're, they're a media source down here in Mass. Uh, that has a ton of good information out there and that are super plugged in. I try to check in on them from up in Vermont when I want to know what's going on. I also want to give a shout out to uh, Cannabis Labels. This is a company that's in Springfield, Vermont and does some amazing work. You know, it's really funny in Vermont, there's a thousand marketers for every 10 businesses. Um, these guys are having some success, it looks like, in the cannabis space and do some really kind of cool work, I think, with a very different aesthetic. People in branding and cannabis are getting away from just green sawtooth leaves and doing a lot more. So shout out to some of those companies. Uh, there's a lot of advocacy that happens down at AnyCan and a lot of education. I want to talk about the programming tracks because I did have a chance to stop in, listen to some of the guest lectures, and I think it was so smart, you know, Having the, having the convention divided, if you only got the general admission ticket, you got to walk the floor, you got to go to all of the home grow and live demo track stuff, um, which there was a lot of really good info that was happening there. And that was a relatively cheap ticket, I think 25 bucks. Um, if you got the enhanced one, the BIC, the business industry career track, you could go to everything, which was an additional, I think, two or three stages and full days long. I mean, right now as I'm recording this, there's programming that's happening and people speaking. So it's absolutely chock full of good education and seminars and the people who are leading these businesses and leading these movements being on stage answering your questions. And then you can go to the education village and talk with people one-on-one -on -one, um, and especially people from Mass Can Normal if you have questions about the laws. So again, I can't say enough about the resources that they have. If you want to get into cannabis at all as an investor, as an, uh, as an entrepreneur, you know, you're a patient who wants to become a caregiver, you're a caregiver who wants to start doing using new products or new growing techniques, uh, whatever your interest might be, you know, you're, you're a consumer, you're a mass or main resident, and you're now free to use legal cannabis and you want to grow your own. <clears throat> so, you know, again, there's just something there for everybody. Um, and as I started to say before, the advocacy is also one component. So uh, I want to conclude with a conversation I had with my buddy Corey from NEVA. That's the New England Veterans Alliance. 
I met those guys actually last year. I met Derek down there uh, in Boston at the Any Can Show. Stayed in touch with those guys. They've been involved more. I've uh, been watching their Vermont crap, their Vermont chapter grow. Connected with guys like Corey, who's from the southern part of the state. He reps these guys, Neva, um, in Vermont. Uh, would be happy to put you in touch if you are a veteran out there. Uh, we've done some extended interviews before, and I talked to Corey a little bit more about what their mission is and what the New England Veterans Alliance does. But it was really cool for us to kind of come back and check in a year later and for me to have a conversation with Corey, who, you know, since meeting Neva and learning about him last year, gotten to know Corey a little bit. We've spent time at the State House together and watching their operation expand. Uh, in its mission and effectiveness. So wanted to check in. We talked a little about, you know, kind of how this scene, the convention blows the minds of Vermonters um, in our sort of <laughs> in our sort of underground, uh, sort of uptight, staunch cannabis environment to actually see this all happening is pretty wild and how we wish more Vermonters could see it. So we talked about a little bit of everything, but you know, fellow Vermonter who reps New England's Veterans Alliance, Mr. Corey Kupiak, take it away. We actually, I interviewed uh, Neva last year as well. That's when I first learned about Neva was last year at AnyCan. But I'm here with you, Corey, the Vermont representative for Neva, of VPR and Hetty Vermont fame, we should say. As an Am advocate. I famous? I think so. Cool. Your star is rising. Continues. Oh, wow. Um, I want to talk a little bit about this convention. You guys have a booth here as a Vermonter. You know, you've been involved with Neva, so you've seen some of the regional stuff happening, but give us a sense of kind of the scale of what's been going on, what, how you guys have been received here today. This is New England's largest cannabis convention. Um, so what's been the reception for, for you guys? Oh, it's been nothing but open arms. Everyone seems to love us, and uh, I would say it's definitely a huge, definitely because of our social media impact. We are getting so many more followers on every platform every day, and... Uh, you know, it's just people coming out and liking us, and um, it's even kind of hard to explain how fast it's been blowing up. Um, you know, just because I feel like it's mostly because we're real, and once people meet us, right. and they realize how real we are, right. and they see what our cause is, and uh, that's know. funny because that's one of the things about you know about this convention, like you said, is people actually get to meet each other in real life, and like you said, put some flesh and bones and like a face behind a brand, which. I don't know if it's just a cannabis thing where that's, you know, so much more appreciated. You know, it's easy for people to have a, a Twitter handle or an Instagram page or something, but it's quite another to actually be a real person. And so I think that's, I don't know, it's wild to break that divide in person here. Yeah, I think it's it's pretty cool because you can you communicate with these people over social media throughout the days and weeks and months, and then you come down to any of the events and you can meet the people that you've been speaking with. and. Uh, I think it has a lot to do with just the overall feeling of the cannabis industry. I mean, yeah, there's a different, there's a, a bigger vibe coming, but for the most part, it's not like normal corporate America, you know? And overall, everyone's pretty, pretty cool about things. I mean, it's business, but I don't know, man. It's just, it's cool. And I can't, I can't yeah. say it any other way. It's just, it's no, too I, cool. No, I, I think you're, I think you're right. And it's cool because you know, again, this is, we're in a convention center. I know. wish, I wish people who were not, who, the ones who are doubting uh, cannabis and, and its potential, I wish they could see how the industry actually is and they could see how, yes, it's professional and there's money, but it's not just money driven. And a lot of these business owners, they're just starting out. They need support right. from the local people. 
and uh, what's better than supporting local people, local business, local economy. Well, and a few things. I mean, it's such a diverse mix of people. Oh, wow. You yeah. know, people who are like clearly investors and walk around in loafers and like suit jackets. You've got people who are like, you know, dreadheads. You've got but people who are like yuppie yeah. in suits and you've got a huge range of other people, all different races, all different age groups. And then you find your guys in three-piece suits wearing yeah. dreads. You yeah, know, exactly. it's, yeah. uh, it is a really, that's a, the coolest thing about the cannabis industry and all the events is you see all these people from <laughs> crazy walks of life talking you know like they're just they're friends you know yeah. and um it's just cool how like even what with what we're doing with the veterans alliance cannabis just opens the door for communication and regardless if it's uh you know just for fun or recreation or if it's for business you can generally talk with someone and have a good conversation right so uh, that's what people need to really think about well and you guys are i'm sure meeting people who are veterans you know here today who are coming up to you having those conversations you know again because we're all here in the same room because of cannabis. Absolutely. You know, so well you're the Vermont you're the Vermont representative. We're we're hoping we can do more with events, do more to showcase oh, absolutely. what's happening in Vermont and show people this. Nobody in this room, you know, at least we can tell, nobody's buying weed, nobody's selling weed. Well, there's nobody's, nothing it, it's not allowed. Weed in it's here. not allowed here. This is a professional right. event. And, and if you look uh, at all the companies who are here, none of them are really touching the flower. You know, these are not dispensaries, these are not delivery services. All no, these are commerce, everyone's professional. All this activity, all these booths, and all these consumers—you know—these are all businesses that are not directly They're related not, to weed. Exactly. You know, I wish the, I wish this was publicized across mainstream media because this is corporate America. This is corporate America at its finest, at its beginning stages. And if people would see that, they'd be much more willing yeah. and apt to change their mind. And there's a lot of hustle in this world too. You know, I mean, that's the thing. Like you said, the other people who are here who are all entrepreneurs who want to start businesses who want to get into this and like they're here having the conversations doing the hustling and that's, well, that's you know, what it so. takes and it's, it's gonna be blowing up so if you're not ready you know you're gonna you're gonna miss out well like you said you guys New England Veterans Alliance it's like I said I met I met Derek I think last year at this very event and sort of started my gateway to learning more about you guys yeah, and that's where we met we met yep yeah yeah exactly yeah, yeah I saw you all, sitting by yeah, your table we, yeah, very hungry. The only Vermont representative? That's right. Well, and now there are a lot more of us here, and it's going to continue to grow and grow. No pun intended, like a weed, you know. So people can check out New England Veterans Alliance on Facebook. You guys Facebook, are on Instagram. Instagram, Twitter, all the social media outlets. Yep. Uh, yeah, any of that. And good stay stuff. tuned, man. We're gonna do uh, we're gonna do some events up in Vermont soon. And generally speaking, whenever you guys have stuff going on, you know, oh, that's where I'm coming to hang out next week. <laughs> Shout out again to our friend Corey from Neva and the entire New England Veterans Alliance. Man, he had some great quotes in there, and um, it was really cool to share that perspective with him. Like I said, guy that I became friends with last year, done some stuff together, and. Similarly, you know, just part of that that community, that community sense and feeling that any can really engenders. I think everybody who we interviewed and the dozens of other people I spoke to uh, who did not make it onto the interviews, we're going to use some of those for later episodes and do some other things with them. But you know, again, want to give a uh, give big props and shout out to to Mark Shepard and to any can. Uh, I again, just watching these guys grow and seeing the level of professionalism that they have and that they're bringing to this conference. They're getting really good at it. It's getting better and better every single year with just more and more businesses coming through. Um, 
more and more people coming through and things just continue to get more and more interesting. So this is like the, this is the montage scene right now where everything is happening. It's not happening in Vermont, uh, but it's definitely happening in Maine and Massachusetts. So very cool to check out any can and to see a snapshot of that in person to get a sense of the community, to meet these people. Everybody's so friendly and outgoing at these things, super accessible. Um, again, we just had a great time. I wish I could have been there both days, but you know, someone's got to report the news. And right now I've got to read through a really long bullshit amendment um, for a Vermont tax and regulate bill that might end up coming up next year. That will certainly come up next year, but we'll check back in on that. We've got some great stuff coming at you. Make sure to check out headyvermont.com. By the time you read this, we'll be working on a piece about the hemp road trip that's coming to Vermont this week. Uh, we're going to be talking about some of the new legislation that's come out, what's really going on and what's left. And we've got some bombshell reporting about the medical program that's going to be coming soon, too. So stay tuned to HeadyVermont.com. Check us out. Vermont Cannabis Week is still going strong. And as always, make sure you subscribe. Guys, if you like what you're listening to, if you're still listening right now at the end of this, clearly you're a fan and you're interested, share the podcast with somebody. Send them a link. Send them on iTunes. Go download. Go subscribe to it. It gets delivered to you automatically on your phone through the podcast app. We're happy to do this. Looking for sponsors, but you know more people. I know we've got some great fans out there. Um, and shout out to one new friend that I met, um, Patrick from uh, from up in the kingdom. Had a really good chance to talk with him. Someone who listens to the podcast. I know you're out there, and uh, we're happy to do it for you. So show the love, share it with some folks, help get it out there. If you like what you hear. We're going to continue and go bigger and better in 2017 and beyond. Heady Vermont, Vermontawana. We are riding this thing. We are, uh, we're all in together, folks. So until next time, stay cool. Elevate the state.